You are now tuned in to the Free Play Media Podcast Network. Tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast, we're going to be breaking down the momentous promo between John Cena and Roman Reigns. We're going to be talking about Sasha Banks once again being unable to defend her women's championship. We're going to be breaking down the PWI 500. Brought to you by Soul Taco, this is Band from Ringside. Ditch that 9 to 5. It's time to feel alive. Thank you for tuning in to the Band from Ringside podcast. As always, I am your host, Bill Vagy, a.k.a. the Smark de Triomphe. <laughs> That's and good. to my right, as always, we have two beers, Zach Pullman. Welcome back, Zach. Thank you very much. Uh, unfortunately, last week I could not ditch that 9 to 5. It actually turned into a 9 to, I don't know, 1 a.m. Nice. What were you doing until 1 a.m.? Uh, eating steak and drinking a shitload of wine. Well, that wasn't nearly as much fun as we were having here. It wasn't. About I, wrestling. I listened and yeah, I think I'd have traded in a minute. Well, it's glad we're glad to have you back. Uh, and to his right, as always, wearing his phenomenal one AJ Styles T-shirt, we have Jason Cornelius Bell. What's up, JCB? I'm gonna have to slightly disagree. I love everybody here, but uh, steak and wine, talking wrestling—it was eh. the best meal I've had in a very long okay, time. Okay, I was gonna say I could talk wrestling in my sleep. In a certain way, we kind of combine all those things except for the steak. And without, it's not wine, but yeah. we have <laughs> Bush Tall Boys. I yeah. mean, that's pretty good too, right? <laughs> Nothing but the finest meats and cheeses for all my men. Is everybody's doing good? Doing well. All right, good to hear. Um, I'm in a good mood because I'm going out of town tomorrow, guys. I'm going to Denver. God damn, again. And I'm going to see Fish three nights in a row, motherfuckers. Three nights in a row. So Friday, Saturday, who's and gonna Sunday. Who's going to be our permanent new partner? No, I'll be back. Are you sure? Don't jinx me like that. Yeah, <laughs> it should be good. So I say you might die out there. I might He's putting the labor out, in Labor Day weekend. I might check out the dispensaries. Maybe just take a little check. <laughs> like I said, you might die out there, dog. But uh, before we get started, we would like to say that tonight's episode is brought to you by Soul Taco. Soul Taco, delicious. Mm. Mexican, Korean, or Korean-Mexican fusion uh they have locations in the u city loop in st louis missouri i should say that we're in shock city studios in st louis missouri u city loop uh uh, they have two food trucks that drive around st louis they have a place in columbia missouri champagne illinois chicago illinois and a brand new joint out there in chesterfield missouri so if you guys are looking for some delicious fast casual food please do yourself a favor do us a favor Stop by Soul Taco, get yourself a burrito, get yourself a quesadilla, get yourself a talk. Dude, I have to get a quesadilla tomorrow. Enjoy yourselves. Uh, that's Soul Taco, their sponsor of the show, friend of the show, and uh, we love them. Uh, but without further ado, fellas, I don't know what uh, we're going to talk about tonight. But I have no idea. We'll give what, it a shot. Did something happen then? And we'll start with our three count. <laughs> JCB. What's the one count tonight? What should we talk about? What I don't know. I was sitting there about? watching Raw. Raw was kind of dull. Yeah, I was just kind of sitting on my recliner. Nothing was really happening. John Cena just kind of stumbles on out. And, and it's like, oh, here comes another John was, Cena promo. And, and then, then all hell breaks oh, what loose. What the fuck happened? <laughs> <laughs> We're talking John Cena, Roman Reigns. 
easily the best promo of the year, hands down. Tell the people what happened. Give them a little bit of setup. John Cena comes out, and basically it's a contract signing because Samoa Joe gets injured at a house show, so they're going to fast forward to John Cena slash Roman Reigns off the jump, not necessarily what I think most people want to see, but at some point you have to pass the torch literally and figuratively in the WWE world. So John Cena comes out, cuts his usual vanilla promo, but he does kind of say that Roman Reigns was protected by creative, whatever the case may be. You could kind of tell something was a little different, though, in his delivery. The irony is that he's talking about somebody else being protected, but we'll get to that in a second. Yeah, we'll get to that in a Roman second. Roman Reigns kind of saunters on out and basically stands there for a couple minutes and questions why he should even wrestle John Cena. I mean, at this point, I'm Roman Reigns. You know, I don't need John Cena to basically made me. I am the man. I'm the big dog. Uh, John Cena from that point basically starts to break him down a little bit. Uh, what's the what's the first one he said before uh, Roman Reigns stuttered? I can't remember what what he say. Well, he the first thing he said was, well, the first thing Roman Reigns said was, maybe I'm not going to fight you because I don't have to fight you. Okay, yeah, Which good point. Doesn't land anywhere. Well, I mean, it's it it kind of goes back to the smugness that people kind of perceive him to be better than all the others. But John, John Cena landed a couple big blows. It was very reminiscent of the Mayweather uh McGregor fight on Saturday night where I'm equating Conor McGregor as Roman Reigns, John Cena as What, because Floyd they're Mc- both people that nobody likes? I think if you put all four in those ring in that same ring, you might have a straight up riot because that's four people. A lot of people don't like. Nobody likes them. Nobody likes them. Um, Roman Reigns came out early and made a couple good points, but by the end, John Cena just murdered that poor boy. Well, he really did. John Cena came out on top. Uh, Zach, what was the one line? I know we haven't even scratched the surface yet. What was the one line that got you the most out of that promo? I would say it would have to be whenever he says, um, it's a promo kid. You're going to have to learn. <laughs> so that one really, because that's the one that really kind of shook reins. And then he, he dove right into it. I mean, like he's a professional. He dove right into it. And, but you could tell it was like he dove into his like scripted speech. Yeah. It was kind of like, hey, start your monologue now. And right. then, you know. Can but, we all agree that, can we all agree that was scripted? What? The, the lines fed. The whole thing, the whole thing. No, no, I'm talking about the lines that were fed, the ones that you went, ooh, afterwards. Can we agree that on both sides, they were scripted? No. Here's the thing. No. The best part about this, and you can liken it to the pipe bomb in the same sense, is that you don't necessarily know. It does kind of break that fourth wall in the sense that there's some kind of, you know, indecision on the viewer's part about, you know, what's what's a shoot and what's a work, you know, and kind of like smarky speech. But I obviously the whole thing was scripted and what happened was what they wanted to happen, even though using your analogy, uh, I think it's a good analogy because you have one guy who's really good at something and then you have another guy who's not as good at that thing. And you put one guy in his world and make, you know, Cena is great on the mic. Roman Reigns is not great on the mic, but they keep making him into these situations where he has to talk on the mic. That smugness, right? that smugness could work if it was this strong, silent, smug, 
you can talk all you want. I'm just going to spear your ass through this table. But instead, they make them like go to toe to toe. Right. And it doesn't work as Brock well. Brock Lesnar saying suplex city bitch did more than what Roman Reigns could have ever done if he'd have done something similar to that. Sure. Um, I don't, I'm not convinced that Cena's stuff was scripted. I'm, they might have told Cena, I think. Honestly, I think they told Cena, go out and roast this kid. Let's see what he's made of. I think that there's probably a part of it, a part of WWE that says, you know, it's time for Roman Reigns to put up or shut up. We have to make him or break him. And him forgetting his line, I think, is actually a net positive for Roman Reigns because that's when he finally came out of his shell. And that's when he finally said... Okay, now we're talking. Now we're talking. And then he kind of slid back and he called him a bitch a couple times, which is uh, kind of a shortcut short it... to getting a pop from the crowd. Okay, that's what but I was going to say. The, the, pop, the pop gave him the confidence that he needed, and then that's when he started to get into it. The only line that Roman Reigns said that was worth a shit, in my opinion, uh, is when he said, you're worried about me because I'm the only one you can't bury, John. And it's the truth. That is the truth. And that, that to me, I think, is the the biggest thing, the biggest takeaway for me is that both guys were saying what you don't like about John Cena. Well, John Cena buries young talent. John Cena is always on top. Yada, yada, yada. What do you don't like about Roman Reigns? Roman Reigns is protected. He can't cut a promo. Doesn't wrestle very well. They both basically use our arguments against the other. They spoke for us. Right. And I'd like to say this to our audience. If there's anybody out there that doesn't know what was happening on Monday night or what a work shoot is, a shoot is a old wrestling term for when people are on screen or in front of people and they say things that are they're real, that are not kayfabe, that are, that are not part of the storyline. A work shoot is when you bring the wrestlers out and they pretend to say things that are not part of the storyline, that are not kayfabe, in order to make the smarks like us believe <laughs> that these guys, these two guys are actually on a live TV show and, there's and they're, they're breaking the script. Right. So a work shoot between the two biggest guys in WWE, the two, the two biggest guys, the two most famous wrestlers in yeah. the world maybe, Oh come on, go now, now. Slow that down. is not an inflammatory statement. That's a pretty, that's a pretty basic thing. Yeah, no. I mean, it's no. WWE. Cena and Reigns, yeah, like, in, the in the world, yeah, in the world. Yes, okay, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll go back to that. In a everybody, bit. everybody in Still Asia, working. everybody in Asia knows who Cena and Reigns are. Not everybody in the U.S. knows who Okada and Omega are. Uh, maybe I should drop the mic there. <laughs> Let me take this thing off right now. But to for, to have the two to have the two biggest stars in the world, I'm, I'm going to stand yeah, go by ahead, it. Go Don't ahead. roll your eyes at me. I'm a grown goddamn man. I do what guys, I want. To have the two biggest guys in the world do a work shoot on Monday Night Raw is a momentous occasion. There's no question it was about money. it. There's no question it about was, it. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not here to destroy the segment by any means. It was more no, me I know. Playing. We just watched it together and we yeah. both marked out yeah. again. Yeah, I mean, it, it, being tender, we're watching it. And I mean, literally, as it's happening, I had to get up from the couch because I was laughing at Roman Reigns so much because, like I said, by the end, he completely destroys Roman Reigns and, and just makes me wonder why are you doing this why i mean i get it you got to throw him in the deep end but we should have done this a long time ago vince is now this work shoot no but vince has painted himself into this corner where okay we tried to put roman over on this guy that guy that guy none of it's worked so now here's basically the last domino i got this is the last bullet 
It's the silver bullet. It's John Cena. But now they're going the it's opposite rocking direction. It's John Cena all over again. They're going the opposite direction now because Reigns has not been getting over. They are trying to paint him as an underdog now. Uh, he's been taking pins, and they're trying to do the Daniel Bryan thing with him, even though you had him defeat The Undertaker, and you've seen him go over, and he's had these It would be different if he reigns. wouldn't keep saying it, but, I mean, damn, he keeps saying it. Speaking of The Undertaker, and then I have a question for oh. you two here, because I know I know that you, were, you weren't watching it live while we were active on Facebook and Twitter talking about it. I know you came into it, um, but real quick, I was watching it, at home, my wife came home in the middle of it, right when Cena said, "I'm gonna." They want me to do a heel turn, and I was like, <laughs> "He just said, did he just say heel turn on TV?" You betcha. And then uh, my wife came in. She's like, uh, "Let's eat dinner." And I said, oh, "Hold on a second, something, <laughs> something's a brewing over here. <laughs> something weird's happening over here." Like, he just my said, "Spidey sinks." He, he just said heel turn. I thought that when. I I was they they worked me because when Cena said um I'm not the undertaker I'm not a, he said former main eventer at the end of his career with a bad that, hip yep, or yep, something yep, like that broken yes. down I mean he just basically My ran first thought was I can't believe Vince signed off on that. So Zach as somebody who's coming into it to which it was probably kind of spoiled for you what was your first reaction or what was your reaction to the thing as a whole did it hit you? Yeah, the cool thing was is that even though I knew that something was coming, I didn't have any kind of like actual like spoilers because I just hopped off social media and I just stayed away from Reddit and I didn't really get down on anything. That's a lot of restraint. I don't think I could have done that. Yeah, I, just, I, just went, I just went to Pornhub. It's not <laughs> <laughs> now. There, now there is a smart man, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Did you type in understanding? Yeah, I just I just read the comments for the lols. You know that's all. Sure. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, so I knew something was brewing. I knew something was happening, but I watched it and it was still crazy impactful. Uh, I had it on my tablet and, um, my kids were watching something and I immediately rewound it and I had my wife watch it with me. Cause even though she pretends she doesn't like wrestling, oh, you don't like this. She definitely doesn't like it enough to listen to this podcast, but, um, did she get it? Because yeah. my wife, my wife didn't get it. She's like, I don't understand why you're reacting like that. But she was watching it live with me, and I was like, Holy shit! I can't believe he just said, well, "I'm here because you can't do your, your job." job. Yeah. I did preface it a little bit. I did preface it a little bit with her and go over it. But yeah, I mean, it impacted me enough to where it was. I think probably twelve minutes long or something. The whole segment was. So I rewound that twelve minutes and then watched it again immediately. And I would have watched it again if I would have had time. Uh, before I came in tonight, uh, just because it was super cool. But even though... It was super cool. Yeah. <laughs> I have the best Let words. Let that man live. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious. No, I'm I serious. Know. I know. But, That's exactly uh, what I would have said. It was fucking awesome. No, it was it, sweet. It was great. And despite them putting Roman Reigns in an environment where he can't thrive, that you know, it's just going to be interesting to see where this leads. Because if Roman's going to be your top guy and... You're going to have him carry the company, you know, whether you say he's going, they're going to do the sink or swim thing, that could be accurate, but I don't think they're doing that. I think he's going to be the top guy. AJ's on his way out. He's going to retire in a few years and you have other people, but they they're behind Roman. He gets the ladies behind him. The ladies swoon. Um, he's decent in the ring. Um, he's above average in the ring. Uh, and he, I mean, he lives and breathes wrestling. I respect the guy a lot, uh, but I feel like this is possibly just like JCB was saying, here's the domino and here's where it's the last domino we're seeing is, you know, 
Well, it's it's symbolic. Every every era has that one match where you symbolically pass the torch. And we never got Cena Undertaker, so, which would be interesting. I don't want Undertaker I, I, to come back at all. No, no. But no. if he did, that one comment would be enough to like yeah, bring Taker it, back. It, and it, I would. I read it. Ooh, I'm trying not I to never believe even it. About that. I'm trying not to believe it, but I've read it a couple of times no. where Undertaker has supposedly been training somewhere. <sighs> so it, <sighs> I know, yeah. I know. I don't want to see it any more than I don't than I want to talk about it. But if it happens, don't be surprised that it's concur- it's happening for a reason. It's concurrently happening. John Cena doesn't say shit just to say shit. Okay, he so, made his point, but don't be surprised. But that because I've only been feeding into the the shoot part of the work shoot. Here's here's the question. Do you think that... Okay, Reigns and Cena obviously knew what they were walking into. C- Cena definitely knew what he was walking into. I would pay money to hear the conversation between John Cena and Vince backstage where Vince gives him his blessing to run down Taker, and now you just threw the kink in my thing because now I'm thinking, man, is Taker coming back? He can't be coming back. He laid his boots on no, the... That doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean anything. What does that mean? What they does that, they do that, keep, it's symbolism. They do keep saying presumably... Floyd Mayweather wasn't coming back until he threw $300 million in front sir, of him. Sir, boxing is fake. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is never say never. That's the first rule in professional wrestling. You two of all people should know that. I'm not disagreeing you, with that okay, at all. So let's not sit here and say, until you show me on him going up to the Hall of Fame in whatever, however long a time it takes... You think Taker's going to the Hall of Fame? He, he, might. He's, he, he might. He might be first ballot. <laughs> but, the other show, guys. That's going to be another show. They do, they do keep saying presumably retired The Undertaker. Right. That's the only, you know. But it was the perfect send-off. I don't want him to come back. Uh, no, I don't want him to come back either. Listen, like as a person said, never that, say never. As a person that works in retirement, because I talk to people about 401ks and Social Security all day, I know that once you start taking your Social Security, you're not allowed to wrestle in WrestleMania again. <laughs> or else you have to give your benefit back. So we know, that's, do we know that The Undertaker's not coming back. I, I mean, that's... I draw on social security. That's yet. a government law there, guys. Um, I just, I, I don't want to get off of this just because it was so fucking awesome. You know awesome. we got to move on. But uh, real quick, early predictions. Roman Reigns wins. I'll, I'll save you the grief. Roman That's Reigns weird. Wins. I was going to start with Zach. Zach, who wins? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going the same route. Roman Reigns wins. Sam, who wins? Roman. I don't know who else is you guys are all wrong. No, yeah, Roman wins. But here's here's my prediction though. Here's my prediction though is that Roman kills Cena, like just beats the shit out of him, puts him out forever, and then Cena comes back at WrestleMania or at Royal Rumble or something like that. I think that Roman goes nuts, goes hard, goes hard, turns heel like completely heel. Stop. You know what I think? This no, is- I really do. I really do. I think this is Roman the best Ray- opportunity. Okay, so at no got, mercy, he, he so, got- so let's get this straight. So at no mercy, Roman Reigns yes. destroys John Cena and does a not no gray uh, area might, shit. Might take I'm a chair talking, to him. Take I'm, a chair to yeah, him. Uh, straight take heel all day, him. every day. Straight heel all day, every day. Might have. Uh, you know that's not going to Might happen, have right? Ambrose and Rollins come out with him. They might fucking just kill John Cena. Put Cena away for a couple months. Cena comes back at Royal Rumble. Uh, Roman might have the belt at that time, or I don't know what's going to happen then. I mean, who knows? The reason I think the reason that they're going ahead with this match at No Mercy is because they have plans for it down the line. 
Either that or they're trying to do it now because they're worried about someone getting hurt. But I don't know what John Cena is. Maybe he's shooting Trainwreck 2 or some shit. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> okay, we don't. What I'm trying to get at is the Roman Reigns heel turn because that's basically what this whole thing is all about. We want Roman Reigns to turn heel. That'll make him more of a complete character so that way you can now flip him face at a later point. If they knew what That's was good for them, happen. if they knew what was good for them, the only way he's ever so going to So you going to tell a billionaire what's good for him? You going to tell a billionaire what's good for him? Can I finish? Yeah. Can I finish? <laughs> Fuck no, John. The only way, the only way he's going to be a successful baby face is if he becomes a successful heel first. I'm not disagreeing with you that, Bill. I'm disagreeing with you the fact that <laughs> Thank you for clapping for me, Sam. Thank you very much. I'm I appreciate just disagreeing that, that it's going to happen. It's not going to happen. All right. I could talk about this a lot more, but yeah, uh Yeah, we can argue all day long. You know, for now we'll go to our two count. Hey, Zach, what's our two count? Two count is going to be women's wrestling in general, because like the WWE, we just like to smash all the women together into one storyline. Yeah, just nice put them baby. all into one segment. That's what we're doing it's here. It's combo, baby. Figured out. Thanks for that joke before we started recording, Bill. <laughs> uh, Doesn't so, have the same impact, does it? Yeah, nah. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so we had two things happen. Uh, We had Sasha Banks uh, take the title from Alexa Bliss at SummerSlam uh, a couple weeks ago. And Sasha Banks, who has never defended the Raw Championship successfully in her life, and she again did not do that. And they brought that up on Raw, like in her promo. It was explicitly announced, which kind of made you think that it was going to go the other way and that she was actually going to finally do it for once. Uh, So that's one. And then the other one is going to be the May Young Classic, which uh, I know JCB's watched all the episodes. I only caught the first episode, but I was super stoked for this. It is basically the same kind of vibe as the CWC. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite things about this tournament is not just the in-ring action, which has been you know, good so far. I've only watched one episode, but the bios behind the characters. I really loved learning about those wrestlers in the Cruiserweight Classic that I had not seen before and getting those bios and hearing those stories. And just like the Cruiserweight Classic, this first week, these first four episodes, these guys are just getting out there, introducing themselves. Here's my moveset. I'm a healer, a baby face kind of thing. We'll save the better matches, you know, for a later date, at least so far from what I've seen. But um, it's a great week for women's wrestling, and uh, I think it's definitely worth mentioning in the two count. I don't know if it was a great week for women's wrestling. I was just going to say from just people I've talked to on just Twitter, um, especially at my Rust 248, huge Sasha fan, and this was probably like his worst-case scenario because, I mean – almost ir- irrationally so much of a Sasha fan that he looks for the worst case scenario. This was his worst case scenario. It literally fell into the lap of grow up. It's not- <laughs> <laughs> but does, does he want baby face Sasha Banks? Is that what he likes? Because this could be the perfect opportunity to, to, to flip her heel. To yeah, flip for her sure. Heel, where I think she's more comfortable. I think that's what and that goes into. We'll talk about that in, in a, the three count, but Sasha shouldn't be faced. She should be healed, number one. But number two, back to the crux of why this is happening, Vince just doesn't trust her. Ultimately, this is the Vince mark of, okay, you're good, but you're not great. I'll use you to get us from point A to point B, but I don't trust you. 
Remem- you think- you, everybody's got to remember, this was supposed to be Bailey's spot. That's what I mean. Do you think it's that, or do you think that it's just they did that for a SummerSlam moment because Bailey wasn't there, and then they just gave it right back? This was an audible. Ultimately, we got where we wanted to be with the Nia Jax, apparently Nia Jax and Alexa title match that should be coming up. That's what I think was supposed to happen. But then when you lost Bailey, that was kind of a problem. So you made this audible. You put the belt on Sasha. I believe, was it the go-home show was in Boston, correct? I don't remember. I think it was in Boston because I was going to say it was close to Brooklyn, so they didn't have to do too much travel. So you have Sasha go over in Boston. You take it up to Brooklyn. She wins in Brooklyn. Yay, Sasha's champ again. Good match. In yeah. Brooklyn. In Brooklyn. That's what I mean. I feel like it's more an audible, and it, they did it for a moment. And I don't I don't want to read too much into it. No, I, I agree. I agree with you. Like I think that they put the belt on Sasha. They might have, they might have looked at the card, Knew who was going over on the entire car, and they said, "Right here, we need the babyface win." So they just, and then they thought, "Well, we can just put it back on Alexa next week." Yeah, they make decisions like that. I'm not saying that they don't make decisions like that, but we could have did this weeks ago and not even had Sasha as champion for the fourth time. Or they There's just pl- could have had Bliss go over and have Nia Jax do the exact same thing okay. on SummerSlam. Okay, that's but they fine. might they might have thought that that would get lost in the shuffle as opposed to it being in the main event slot on Raw. Okay, so we're going to use the main event slot on Raw to basically make Sasha Banks look irrelevant. Not even irrelevant, but incompetent. I've you been can't saying defend it, the title. I think it's a cool story. I don't think it hurts her because she's impressive in the ring and she's over. You see how quickly they turned on Bailey. Yeah, but Sasha Sasha's could not easily Bailey. be Sasha, next. Sasha's not Bailey, she's, bro. She's not Bailey because of you know what she can be. We're making her we're pitching her into the wrong role. Listen, she should be heel versus face. You've been watching wrestling since the 50s. Can you remember a <laughs> single time where there's been a story told? Hey, you where, wonder why I curse him out every week. That have, can you remember a single time where there's been a story told where the person just couldn't defend their belt ever? Like, that is that is kind of interesting to have, a, a what is she, a four-time champion now? Yeah. That's never successfully defended her belt? You got to understand that this is not. I get where you're going with it. It, it. it makes it like, man, why can't she get over the hump? Why can't she get over the hump? But now you're getting it to the point where now the the interest from Sasha is not where it should be. Fans are now like, you know, OK, well, then why should I care about Sasha? She gets to the title, but she can't defend it. I think she can carry that. I, th- I just think she can carry that story and, and work with that story. I just have more faith in her, you know. First of all, I, I think she's a terrible baby face. I've always been down on her. Everybody's always been up on her. Like, I think that she, I, I think she can't act like a face. Like, even in her promo the other I'm, night before she came out before the match, she healed off on everybody. I'm not disagreeing with that, but that's a Vince call. Vince decide for whatever reason, because she's so over so Spoiler she's, alert, she's that's what we're getting ready to talk about she's next. Worse, she's worse at what Alexa does than Alexa. So why have the belt on her? Nia Jax would be a better babyface than Sasha Banks. Not with this roster, no. Okay. Not with this roster. No. I, I don't have a. I don't have a problem with their taking. I don't have a problem with them taking the belt off her, Sasha because I don't think it ever should have been taken off of Alexa in the first place. Okay, I'm not going to disagree with that. Okay, but let's then let's just look back at the the past three times. Okay, 
um, trading it off with Charlotte. That didn't help anybody. All we heard at the end was, oh, we played patty cake with the title. Yeah, but that was a different story, too, though, because that story seemed to me like it was uh, these two women, uh, we didn't know which one was better, so they kept trading wins because they were so evenly matched. Do you agree with that, too, Beer? Yeah, that's a, that's a good assessment of that story. But, okay, but then, like, let's say... Um, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels. We didn't play patty cake with the belt with like that. Well, one of the other two egos, you're not playing patty cake. Okay, with but shit. one. Of, but can we not agree that they're roughly in the same stratosphere? They, they were on TV a lot less. A lot. I mean, it's a new world. Like you can't compare it to okay, 25 so, years ago. Okay, so then here's more, more so my point. That's so new. It's this instant reaction. The instant reaction of. Sasha losing on Twitter was an absolute meltdown. What the fuck's happening? I don't understand why Vince is doing this. Why have this reaction where you could just easily save this? Just have her go over. You can still bring Nia in. You can make this your favorite match, a triple threat match. <laughs> it is getting us talking about it. Hey, 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 hold on a second. Yeah, I noticed you guys talking <laughs> shit about me on Twitter. What is this pretty, shit? That was pretty good. What is the shit about... We did have some B- fun. What is the shit? You, you like triple threat matches? At BFR Bill, at BFR Zach, at BFR JCB, at BFR Pod. Uh, what the fuck are you guys like? I saw you guys talking shit about me. I why? Think, why am I Mr. Triple Threat? No, I think I don't it was know. just why one. It was like one or two episodes where we were talking storylines and like fantasy booking, and you just kept mentioning Triple Threats. Like you don't remember? It must have been one of those like you had a lot of Pinot Grigio in your Yeti or whatever. No, I remember <laughs> that, and I think there was a bunch of Triple Threats on that pay per view. Okay, but you're the Mr. Triple Threat guy. I'm sorry. Really? Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels is it's, Mr. WrestleMania. It's like the kid that you sh- get to be Mr. Triple Threat. It's like the kid that shit their like pants Sam in fifth is Mr. grade. Perfect. Like you're never gonna forget. Like so, we're never gonna forget that you're Triple Threat guy. I can't okay. believe that. That's uh, like, do you guys? Sorry, you guys hang sorry. out without me? <laughs> <laughs> Only on Twitter, baby. <laughs> not recently. Fuck that. <laughs> Just real quick on go, to go to May Young for thirty seconds. Not to spoil oh, yeah. it for everybody. <laughs> yeah, because I was about to say we totally got off track. Not to spoil it for. Those that are in the room, because I know not everybody's seen all four episodes. You probably last less than 30 seconds in May Young. (laughs) (laughs) He's laughing so hard at his own joke. (laughs) This is what Roman Reigns must have felt like after he got roasted by John Cena. Fuck you, motherfucker. Roman Reigns is like, I need to make a wish, John Cena. All right, please go ahead. <laughs> May Young. Uh Carrie Sane, that's 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 the the star that you're gonna watch out for, uh ultimately. Uh all kinds of hype coming in. Her, uh Shayna Baszler, uh Mercedes Martinez were like the three big names that I took away from the first round. Um First, the first day was really good. The second and third, not so good. The fourth kind of picked it up. If you watch the CWC, it's basically the same concept. It's full sale and it's fine. It's going to get into the matches as we get further and further into the tournament. But like I said, this first round is basically to introduce, like like you said, Zach, introduce everybody. I'm a heel. I'm a face. Here's my moveset. And then, you know, you crown a winner. So then hopefully the, whoever the losers are, like a Marty Bell, who's obviously been in in the business for a while. If you can't latch on to WWE, somebody else sees you like a New Japan or uh, ROH, whatever the case oh, may be. Way more eyes on the May Young class. It's a golden the, opportunity right. for those who don't get the W. You got an opportunity to show your skills on 
I think a fairly high level of uh, competition. I think even some of the losers might uh, potentially get signed. I mean, they have an oh, yeah, opportunity for, sure. for uh, winners you know, and losers. Yeah, exactly. And uh, if if they don't get signed, they get a lot more independent bookings, and uh, and that's what it's about. I mean, you get it. Ultimately, my big my biggest goal is is to bolster both women's rosters where you don't have six ladies you got yeah. eight you got we don't 10. have one storyline right have. so now you can play multiple storylines into it but we'll see what happens but like i said it it's going to get interesting as we go along we're just weeding people out go ahead and that'll bring us to our three count uh, and our three count tonight is mr robert Rude. Uh, It looks to be, we haven't talked about SmackDown at all yet, um, but it looks to be like they're positioning Bobby Rude to be a babyface if you look at the two uh, people that he has faced uh, in the last two weeks, which were Aiden English and Mike Kanellis, who finds himself at the bottom of the SmackDown barrel very quickly, very, very quickly. Mikey Bennett. Uh, yeah, right. Welcome back. What do you think, Two Beer? Would you like to see, what do you think about Bobby Roode possibly being positioned as a babyface? I don't know. I, I think it's an interesting experiment. Again, I mean, we know how great he is as a heel. When I first saw him after that SmackDown after SummerSlam, when they had him against Aiden English, I thought for sure that they were just positioning him that way because they were in front of a Brooklyn crowd that I Me mean, too. Yeah. knows Bobby Roode and they know, you know, he's going to get a pop because he's on the main roster. Like, you're going to get a pop even if you're a heel. And he didn't cut a babyface promo. His, his promo after the match was, you know, True to his character. Yeah, it was true to his character. Worked out. It was kind of weird whenever he came out uh, and faced, uh, who did he face? Mike Canales. So it was kind of weird when he came out to another heel, and I thought that was kind of interesting. I really, I don't know where they're going. Like I said, I think maybe it's an interesting experiment, but Bobby Roode's too comfortable in that heel character. He's too good at it to really last too long as a babyface. I just don't understand why... We have to take what works in NXT and then just fuck it up mm-hmm. as soon as you get to the main roster. Like, mm-hmm. who, you know, One. Shinsuke Nakamura is not an artist. He's not a fucking rock star. The motherfucker is a badass. He's a wrestler. And he's he's a badass wrestler. He's got an MMA background. He beats people up for a living and he's fucking good at it. Like, why is that not the story? Well, it's funny you say that. Why do they do that from NXT? Because while you were, while you were talking, I was thinking... Maybe they're turning Rude into a babyface because Vince probably doesn't watch NXT. I mean, maybe he does. I don't know. I'm going to I mean, go ahead and say maybe, no. He wrote the book on NXT. Quote, but, unquote, wrote the book. Whatever. But yeah. maybe Vince saw the reaction that Bobby Rude got in uh, Brooklyn and said, let's make him a face. Sure. And then they, like the next week they're going to make him a face even though everybody's like scared to talk behind scared to say it to the boss's face like no he should not be a face he's too good of a heel but maybe I'm not saying that Vince is senile or anything I don't think that Vince is senile I think that he's still with it but I don't think I mean he's got his fingers in too many pies to know everything that's going on Agreed. all the time you know so JCB what do you think here's the here's my biggest problem with this is that on Smackdown we're positioning him as a face, but then on the NXT, if you want to do it by concurrent days, Wednesday, he's a face or a heel and a big time heel. He's basically coming out to 
beat Roderick Strong, talked about, you know, his uh, wife in pre- previous promos, his family in previous promos. Great match, by the way. Real good match. Oh, really good. Um, we can't, you got to be able to let us know one way or the other. Within 24 hours, we've seen both sides of Bobby Roode. Okay. Well, I think, too, they're different audiences, and that's what Vince thinks, at least. Or at least that's what the corporate creative thinks. Okay, well then, once again... He might be right. Uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not saying he's he's wrong, because we watch NXT and we watch WWE, but the even though NXT is probably, arguably, the number two promotion in the world right now, I mean... You behind... Behind WWE, as far as exposure goes. Okay, go ahead. As much as we love New Japan, it's just not. It's on the rise, uh, and I fucking love that it's on the rise. I just don't know if I don't know if you can separate NXT from WWE. If you did, though, it has the most exposure. I would say New Japan is too. Then, if you want to throw NXT behind that, I'm not going personal preference. I'm just talking about exposure. I'm not going. I'm not going personal preference either. I think NXT right now is as hot as it's ever been. We haven't even seen. This is what Adam happens Cole. when you guys hang out together all the time without me. And now, now you we guys haven't are even seen Adam Cole yet. Alistair Black is hide. You know, if they God forbid Ooh, they do another Adam sh- Cole, baby. Okay, we haven't even talked, talked about, about him Adam on the Cole. Podcast. That's what I'm saying. So NXT is as hot as it's ever been right now, and at least the last two years after we, you know, raped them twice with their from their uh, the superstar shakeups. My problem with this is that we know that Bobby Roode is a heel, but Vince, for whatever reason, whether it's we don't have enough faces on the roster or he believes that the theme song, because we all sing it and we all love it, makes him a face. Or maybe he's smarter than all of us and he knows that he won't get that SmackDown crowd to boo Bobby Roode until they get used to him, then they get used to his entrance, they get used to his moveset. He can talk him down enough. and And then he finally attacks... Sammy Zayn or somebody, oh, okay. and then they're like, oh, well, I now I know this motherfucker. Now I know him okay, enough to hate him. Here's the problem with that. The very first match, uh, I can't even remember who he wrestled. Who did he wrestle week one? Aiden, Aiden English. English. Okay, so he they did an interview after the match. Yeah. If you wanted to position him one way or the other, here's where you do it. That was Brooklyn, though. That was the Brooklyn night after SummerSlam. But then... But then it- we went over this last week. Okay, well then you with could Jimmy do, B from Let's Get Comfortable. Shout out, Jimmy shout B. out, Jimmy B. Then you could do it. Then this week you could do it. You can have him crush uh, Mike Kanellis. Have uh, Renee Young coming into the ring. Hey, you know Bobby Roode, two for two. You know you're really making your way into the SmackDown roster, and then just have Bobby Roode run down everybody. Well, that's but, the weird thing. They just they aren't doing that. And maybe it goes back to I don't know if you guys have saw it online like the the sheet, like the one sheet that like all. WWE announcers are given this just like there are no heels and faces. You don't right. use insider yeah, terms. Yeah, You know, yeah. so maybe it just goes back to that where they're just, you know, positioning him differently. I don't, I'm not saying I like it, but. The tweener's not going to work. We got so much stuff to get to, guys, so that's going to have to be the last word from our three counts. All right, we got some odds and ends to go over here, boys. Um,. What do you think about Shelton Benjamin and Chad Gable's uh, initial match on SmackDown? Um, it was okay. It, it reintroduces Shelton Benjamin to those who don't know who Shelton Benjamin is. Doesn't look like he's lost a step. Looks pretty good. Looks pretty good. I was going to say uh, Japan did him right. Um, did you notice when Chad Gable went to tag him in, he went to do a tag move, and Shelton Benjamin shoved Chad Gable out of the way and said, let me take over? Yeah. I think they're gearing it towards a Shelton Benjamin heel turn. Heel yeah, turn, for yeah. sure. You can pretty early, s- because the week that they introduced him, Shelton Benjamin made a face backstage like, you're putting me with this motherfucker? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and it's the slight but subtle heel turn, but... 
ultimately, Chad Gable has, I think, has done his time with American Alpha, and now you can kind of start to position him as a singles guy. I think he'll do well as a singles guy. Hit the, the little brief feud with Rusev. Like Jericho said about Daniel Bryan, I don't worry about him because he's gotten over everywhere. Yeah. Shelton Benjamin gets over everywhere. And I'm not worried about Chad Gable in the least either. I'm not either. Duke can go. Between, between him and Jason Jordan, I have the least amount of worries about him. Uh, we have a... You know what? Uh, no Mercy is stacking up to be a pretty great pay-per-view. It's we weirdly good. Braun versus Brock. And Heyman came out and cut this great promo, uh, putting Braun Strowman over. For sure. And then uh, Brock said, suplex city bitch, which is all he said, which is all that Brock has to say because he's such a powerful motherfucker. And then we also have what looks to be The Miz versus Jeff Hardy. I think they're going to do that next week. On uh, on Raw. So Matt Hardy, you know, Matt what? and Jeff come back. I'm pretty sure they said they were going to do that. That's on the pay-per-view? Put no. that on the pay-per-view, motherfucker. No, 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 no. They put shit on Raw and then they put it on the pay-per-view. Yeah, I was getting ready to say. It'll we, be on the pay-per-view, too. How many pay-per-view, how many uh, championship matches? Well, Tozawa and uh, Neville. We're not, we're, not reha- week. we're not rehashing But this. you see what I'm saying, though. They were, you su- were you surprised when Jeff Hardy won the Battle Royal? Very. Who do you think was going to win? Finn Bauer. I thought it was going to be Jason Jordan. Who do you think was going to win? I thought it was going to be Balor. I was surprised at Hardy. And what I was going to say was Matt and Jeff come back and only took, what, a couple months? Like, Matt was over because of the whole broken thing and only took, what, like a couple months before, like, Jeff, like, overtook him again? Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, it's it's so kinda, weird. It's I'm not going to say he's overtaking him just yet. It's so weird. L- because let's see Jeff- how Matt unfolds but with his, his own singles run. Jeff is the shitty promo, though. Yeah, for sure. Matt's the good promo. I always think it's weird that I like I I was out of wrestling when Jeff made his big singles run. Just big like just like Edge, when Jeff and Edge made their singles run, and I would kind of peek in on wrestling from time to time. I'd be like, "Those guys, they're just like Those super guys. good looking, like always put on a good match." Like, yeah, yeah. That's good. I say Jeff. Jeff had a, a nice little run back in the day. Uh, we have uh, Elias Sampson, Jerry Lawler, and. Slater coming out as Pelvis Wesley. I, I don't like the overlap between uh, Southpaw Wrestling and the real thing. Like, let those guys have that thing on WWE Network. Don't let it come on Raw. That's and this stupid. is coming from the guy that's never seen an episode it, of Total Divas. No, I'm sorry. I had to throw it back to last week when I wasn't here. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> clearly I watched Total Divas. <laughs> no, I've never watched Southpaw Wrestling. I mean, it it it's the classic throwaway segment. Even if I saw it, I think it would have been a bad segment. Why? I mean, we got to figure out what we're doing with, the, with Elias. If we're going to build him as a, a mid-card heel, then let's start having him beat up Joe Schmo. I mean, you threw uh, Tamina in with Jane Schmo. You could do the same thing with Elias. It shouldn't be a problem. You know, just keep it simple, stupid. I think Elias is doing fine. He gets a you know gets a good reaction and. I think uh, I think he'll have. We need to see him in the ring more. That's that's the only thing. I think he. Was- I think he positions himself like a star. I think he acts like a star. I think Elias is just going to be okay. I like he's going to be so good. Like I'm not worried. He's a he's a Vince type of guy. Then then he needs to start. You know, we need to build him a feud. I don't care who it is at this point. Pick somebody. Let's get it on. He looks. He looks the part. Fantastic. No, he looks the part. No question. No, about I mean him. he looks really good. No, I mean no, <laughs> I agree with you. I mean like you know I look at him I'm like man. That- I need to start working out some more. Do we need uh, to leave the room? The Usos, no, <laughs> Usos beat Usos beat the New Day, so they can pick the stipulation for their next match. Um, why is that a thing? All of a sudden, because you don't have any tag teams. No, why, I mean, why, why, why is they, why this? don't they pick the stipulation where we only have to hold you down for two counts? 
Like, is there a limit to the stipulation? Oh, I'm clearly there's not. I mean, the limitation is, you know, kind of like I want to see it's in your mind. Yeah, um, I want to see it get more creative. Like, you know, if you're going to have to have a match to have a stipulation, then let's get okay. You know, well, obviously, different. the new day gets their rematch. Then just. Just let him have a match, or 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 just pick the stipulation for him. It's a steel cage match. It's been what three matches already up to this point. Here's Damn. a steel cage. Figure it, should, it out. It should be over. This is banned from ringside. Uh, next we have uh, Jinder and Nakamura. Uh, well, Jinder and Rusev versus Nakamura and Orton. Yo, boy. Oh, Rusev. Who 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 took that pin on that? It's, who took who took that pin? Sam, do you know who took that pin on Tuesday night? You see, he's forcing me into it. <laughs> Sam, who took that pin on Tuesday night? I'll, I'll save you the grief. You see this, I'll right? I'll save you the grief. Rusev took that you pin see this, on Tuesday you're night. You're forcing right? me into it, though. <laughs> because you're so easy. Everybody makes fun of me. It's like, oh, well, just push this button. Let Jason do his thing. Your your button is Rusev. All I got to say is Rusev isn't a major star, and all you do, do at that point is just defend how bad push Rusev really is. Push this button. Let Jason do his thing. I think that button is record. <laughs> <laughs> or I'm window sorry. down or window up. No, it's or window up. It's window channel. up. Channel. Um, so we have Jinder Jinder and Rusev versus Nakamura and Randy Orton which might be probably the most Asian tag team that's ever happened we had a guy from India a guy from Bulgaria Bulgaria is probably Asia right Uh, I think that's Europe I think isn't that part of the old Soviet bloc yeah but Soviet's halfway in Asia also it's just the tip it's, there's no there's tip a game of I like Russia. To play. There, there's a game I like to play right there. Anyway, <laughs> at the end of it, we know that we're having Orton versus Nakamura next week to see who faces gender. Uh, Orton RKO's uh, Nakamura, who you did sold it. the shit out. Yeah, of it. he did a nice little seizure thing, which I was I appreciate was like, okay, after yeah, an RKO. That, that's what you should do. Yeah. Um, who wins next week? I mean, it's got to be Nakamura. Right? Got to be Nakamura. If somebody, Orton wins. It's Although I mean, Orton okay, won, see, won the that's fucking what I was rumble. Say. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> like, don't don't sit up here and say. Yeah. You guys made fun of me of of obviously saying this guy was going to win. I'm thinking Nakamura wins, but let's not be surprised if Randy Orton wins. I was honestly shocked when Alexa Bliss won on Monday night. Everything's on the table, guys. Everything's on the table. Um, we had uh, one of my favorite moments was when Sami Zayn was fighting Aiden English. <laughs> oh, this is so good. And KO was on commentary. KO was perfect on commentary as always. As He's usual. the best. He's the best. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, when he jumped into the ring <laughs> and put on that referee oh, shirt, I put on Twitter, I said, man, he looked a little bit too much just like a regular old referee. He like, looked, yeah. he looked if, good. If you, didn't, if you just fell into WWE <laughs> and we made you watch that segment, you wouldn't have been able to tell that Kevin Owens was any different than any other referee. So it looks like we're going hard towards Kevin Owens versus Shane. And when looks, and where, I guess, is the ultimate question. Well, it also looks like they're going to um, have a pit stop. or I mean, Kevin Owens has to have somebody to fight while he's feuding with Shane because he's not going to fight with Shane every week. So it looks like they're going to have him go back against Sammy, which is their old go-to. Fine. I think a third of Sammy's matches in WWE have been against Kevin, Kevin Owens. At I mean, that figures. Whatever. Um, I want to get into that PWI 500. That's what we're going to do right now. This is banned from ringside. Okay, so this is the PWI 500, and I'm just going to read off the top 10, and I'm going to ask both of you for just one quick... 
comment on the top 10. Then I'm going to ask you a few trivia questions. Cool. All right. So we got Okada at one, AJ Styles, the phenomenal one at two, Kevin Owens at three, Roman Reigns at four, Kenny Omega at five. Before we go any further, I'd like, I looked up, I had to do some research. I looked up what these are based off of. And it's surprising. It's based off of one loss record, championships won, quality of competition, major feuds, your prominence within your promotion, and your overall wrestling ability. So it's not just smarky, hey, who's the, who's the guy that can go the most? Right. Otherwise, Naito would be, you know. Obviously number one. So you got Okada 1, Styles 2, Owens 3, Reigns 4, Omega 5. Nakamura, six. Samoa Joe, seven. Dean Ambrose, eight, which seems to be the most controversial top ten. Bobby Roode at nine. And The Miz at ten. Thoughts on that, J-Bell? Dean Ambrose is the the knee-jerk reaction. That's the easy one. Uh, Say the top five again because there was somebody in the top five. Okada, Styles, Owens, Reigns, Omega. I can't even believe I'm getting ready to say this out loud. KO might be a little too high. At three, at three, he's a little too high. They kind of, they kind of shitted on him in this back half of that calendar year. That means, ho, you've been shitted on. on. <laughs> uh, shout out to last week's uh, patio episode, but uh, it's. It's doing what it's supposed to do. It's getting us to talk about it. But I think KO is a little too high. I think Dean Ambrose, it shouldn't be in the top 10 at all. Um, if you're making me take one, take somebody out, put somebody in. Dean Ambrose can come out. You can put Seth Ambrose in. You can take put Naito in. I, I just have a really hard time with the Dean Ambrose top 10 pick. Zach? Yeah, I've actually I subscribed to Pro Wrestling Illustrated for years whenever I was a kid, so this is like one of my favorite books because, again, you get like It nice was kayfabe bios. for a long time, right? Yeah, yeah, it was kayfabe, but you yeah. get great bios, and I mean, I would just like travel around with that fucking book like for, for months and just look at it. Um, knee-jerk reactions. Okada number one is fantastic. It is... Uh, can, can we all agree that Okada should yeah, be number one? I fucking love it. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. I... I mean, I didn't look it up, but I think he's the first Japanese wrestler. Like first Japanese non WWE, non WWE guy, and more so of a reason that I don't like this as a whole. Ric Flair has never been number one since this has come out. Oh, that's wild! Uh, so you got Okada at number one. As much as I love AJ Styles, I actually find it really hard to believe if you have Okada at number one, you don't have Omega at number two, or Omega at least higher. Then and I, I'm not being smarky. I understand the criteria. Well, no, and you gotta understand when they do this. It's from like June or July of 16 to June or July of 17. Sure. So in that scenario, you gotta kind of think I mean, about where ju- we're talking. Just about. just for some context, though, Reigns was number one last year. Yeah, no, I get it. I'm just saying it's like they're okay. almost like a, a total package. And Omega sells more merch than anybody in. The fucking Omega made a huge jump. Last year he was twenty three. This year he was five. Well, naturally that makes sense. They both had great years. Yeah, I don't have any like huge knee jerk reactions. That's all that I could think of. You're not gonna. I mean, I'm not gonna argue about AJ Styles. I think sure. he's the Bobby best. Bobby Roode might be a little too high. Safest might be. Was he in top ten? Top, he was yeah, nine. He's nine. Oh, I love that the Miz is ten. Yeah, good no, for, I think no, that's good, great. Good for Miz. It, 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 it validates yeah. all his hard work. Good. Yeah. God for him. God bless that man. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, did you have something else to say? All I was going to say is AJ is fantastic, and I really uh, I don't disagree with him being number two. And uh, I 
like JCB, maybe Ambrose being in the top ten no, there's this no year to it. There's no is to not. It. No, he he does not. I know you're down on Ambrose. Okay. No, I'm, I'm an Ambrose guy, and the fact that I'm saying that he's not in the, shouldn't be in the top ten. He doesn't like Dean Ambrose. I oh, like Dean he's Ambrose. The one. Yeah, he's I like the one. Dean Ambrose. So who? So just some real quick one-offs. Uh, who do you guys think is higher, Rich Swan or Cedric Alexander? Rich Swan. I'm gonna go Cedric Alexander. Rich Swan is number fifty-six. Cedric Alexander is number two hundred six. Wow! Damn, two hundred six. What, what a gap! That's you, one away from two hundred five live. <laughs> who do you think is? Who do you think is higher? Nice. Zack Ryder or Mojo Raleigh? Zack Ryder. I go Mojo. Mojo is one eleven. Zack Ryder is one seventy-three. Damn. I know. Okay, the three New Day guys. I love this because I know the answers. Uh, the three New Day guys. One is 59, one is 69, <laughs> and one is 72. I'm such a kid. Um, 59, 69, 69 72. 72. I'm going to go Biggie, Kofi, and um, Xavier in that order. I'm going to go Kofi, Biggie, Xavier, even though Xavier should be at 69 because of the sex tape. <laughs> it's Biggie, Biggie, <laughs> Kofi, Xavier. <laughs> J-Bell was right. I wish I'd have said that just so I wouldn't be right. Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy. Uh, I'm going to go Matt Hardy over Jeff Hardy. Matt Hardy. Correct. 41 and 51. Okay. Uh, I'll give you, oh, just an aside, my man Jack Swagger, 246. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Bo Boy. Dallas and Curtis Axel. Oh, uh, I will go, let me go, I'll go Curtis Axel over Bo Dallas. I believe it would be Curtis Axel. Bo Dallas is 185, Curtis Axel is 300. God damn, 185? You guys are bad at this. Look, that's what, the second one I missed? Give me a break. That's why they spend a a couple months doing this thing. All right, a couple other questions. (laughs) Um, Let's see. Uh, There's a lot of people on our BFR. Friends of BFR on Facebook, Band from Ringside Podcast on Facebook. Uh, We're at BFR Pod, at BFR JCB, at BFR Zach with an H, at BFR Bill. Um, it looks like David Patterson, friend of the show, it looks like they might be breaking up the Hardys with Jeff winning that battle royal. Is this the first step towards Broken Matt? Yes. Two beers Zach. I, I'm, I don't think they're going to bring him back as much as I'd like to see it. I it, just... it will be a version of it, but not Broken Matt Hardy. Let's go oh. like that. Man, I'm sorry, guys. I didn't get a chance to read these before we went on the air. Like, There's a lot of you guys uh, upset with the PWI. So, uh, hey, follow us on Friends of BFR Facebook. Uh, we'll be getting after I can't wait to have a discussion on this. About, yeah, I'll, I'll um, hop on. Uh, some birthdays. Uh, we have uh, happy birthday to Ember Moon. for She's 29. Is she going to be the new NXT champion? Uh, well, Asaka vacated it, so probably. Uh, shit, guys, we got to go. Um, happy birthday, Jeff Hardy, 40. Happy birthday, Mickey James, 38. That means she's two months older than me. I still got a chance. <laughs> you ain't got no chance. She like Mickey, J- Mickey James always looks to me like the chick that got divorced and she moved to Phoenix to try to start over. Uh, uh, Great Kali is 45. Crash, good. Crash Holly is 46. Sergeant Slaughter, I have him as 48. I think he was born in 48. Yeah, he's no, <laughs> he is not 48 years old. And a special happy birthday to my brother, Richard Todd Veggie, who is 35 A.K.A. Cesaro. Yeah, he looks just like Cesaro. Do you guys have any birthdays to shout out? Uh, no. Nope. All right, cool. So uh, we'd like to thank Sam the Engineer back in the saddle again. We'd like to thank Shock City Studios. Check. 
We'd like to thank Chris Denman. We'd like Check. to thank Free Play Media. Check. We'd like to thank Soul Taco and all of our other I'll advertisers. For my man, Jason Cornelius Bell. For love- Two Beers, Zach Pullman. I am Bill Veggie, the Smart Day Triumph. And this is Band from Ringside. Hey, everybody, don't be heels. You are now tuned in to the Free Play Media Podcast Network.